Women, women entrepreneurs, women in business simply do not receive enough empowerment. Even in modern day and age, it's very stereotypical of our society. Episode 4 of Raw Shed starts right now. You're now listening to Raw As Shit, where we get real and raw about entrepreneurship, family, tech, and marketing, as well as featuring the shittiest moment. Now, here's your host, Ivan Temelkoff. What's up, everyone? I am Ivan Temelkoff, and you're listening to another episode of Raw As Shit. Raw Shed is a podcast that airs every Monday where we discuss topics such as entrepreneurship, family tech, and marketing. No fluff, no bullshit, no shady shit, just real, raw, and authentic. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You can find the podcast on iTunes, rawishit.com, or the Facebook page. Just search for Raw Shit. This is a very special episode of uh, Raw Shed, not only because I have my special guest Jane Stewart, but also I just wanted to share a couple of things with you guys. Hands sort of the ominous music or the calm, the soothing music that just ended. And there was a specific reason for that. A couple of things that I wanted to mention in regards to that. So this past weekend was Easter and I got a chance to spend time with my wife and both of my kids, my son Hudson and my daughter Emerson. My son Hudson just turned three years old a couple of weeks ago and my daughter Emerson is now 10 months old. Honestly, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, but all reality, in all reality, time spent with family is the best time spent. It, it brings, personally, me, lots of ha- happiness and fulfillment. And, in fact, if you don't know me, my why behind doing everything is my, my family. That's my purpose. That's why I do everything that I do with my business, with my podcast. There was a couple of other interesting chain of events that actually happened. For instance, um, our second cat, Katie, happened to uh, pass away unexpectedly. She was 13 years old, so rest in peace, Katie. That was extremely devastating to my wife, especially coming home from an Easter trip and sort of, you know, seeing that was very, very devastating, not to mention all the memories that she had shared with uh, with that cat prior to actually uh, me meeting her so you know there was a lot of memories there and it was absolutely devastating so you know that was sort of the caveat to ending our Easter trip so um, as I mentioned this is a very special episode of raw shed one that is full of vulnerability and Simply lots of heart-to-heart. Um, Jane Stewart is someone that I've known for a couple of years on social media. I've spoken with her several times over video, audio, and am also an avid follower of her Facebook page. Even though I've known Jane for a couple of years on social media, 
I never actually had the slightest fucking idea of how dark of a past, excuse me, how dark of a past that she had. I mean, it wasn't until I actually was able to sit down with Jane on for this episode of Raw as Shit and have her share her story that I truly was able to fully comprehend the agony that she underwent. So, Without further ado, let's dive into the guest interview with Jane Stewart, and I'll be back afterwards to wrap things up. It's as simple as it seems, the twinkle in your eyes, the way that time slows down when you kiss me, as we fall asleep in a bed of butterflies. Close your eyes and then you'll see it. You don't ever have to look too far. Jane inspires people to take action. She's a motivational speaker. At 32, she had a massive blood clot and nearly lost her life. At 48, uh, she was a highly successful corporate girl. At 53, she is empowering and teaching people how to achieve their dreams. This is a story not just about women helping women, but about Jane's journey and the idea of fostering opportunities for women and for aspiring female entrepreneurs to learn, grow, and to succeed. Her story of empowerment and tenacity is an inspirational one for women in business, actually for all women. Welcome, Jane. How are you? I'm great today. Thank you for having me. much love and gratitude. I'm, I really appreciate you and what you do. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, let's see, how, how long have I known you now? It's been, what, a couple two of years? years. Maybe? Yeah, two, two years. years. Yeah. Wow. Two years uh, fly, uni- fly by, yeah. don't they? <laughs> they do. And the universe works in amazing ways. So it's all meant to be for the people mm-hmm. that I have connected with that have really, we've really stayed in, in touch. Uh, really mean a lot to me. It's important to have those Mm -hmm. relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So when I met you two years ago, you know, uh, you were just kind of starting out in terms of like trying to figure out, you know, what is it that really hit home, right? In terms of what your interests were, what you were passionate uh, about. And you've you've gone through, I mean, your your journey has been amazing. I've been watching (laughs) you on social media and just seeing you really flourish into this person that like, I think you always were, but I think it was just a matter of time to when you kind of found, you know, what really intrigued you, right? Like what, what you were really passionate about. I agree. Yeah. It's really interesting, you know, empowerment for women, you know, that, that that's really, really big. So, you know, what drew you towards that? Like what really got you going like, hey, I woke up yesterday and I'm like, you know what? I really want to focus on helping empower other women. Like, was there anything specific that really well, kind there, of drove you? Yes, there is specific. I'm going to take you back to a story that's sure. uh, beyond when I had a, that is before when I had a blood clot and why I kind of let that out there was, that's a story, but the story before that is that in my childhood, so this mm-hmm. leads to empowerment. The story mm-hmm. is, is that um, I, you know, I have two older siblings, two wonderful parents. My middle sibling was sexually abused by a babysitter. Now, we mm-hmm. didn't know this. And so, as a family growing up in 
the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. um, we were, we had a child in the house, my sister, who was act raging out. And we didn't know until she was an adult that this happened to her. So all the while, all of us were um, experiencing her fits of rage over what happened to her with not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And so we live in childhood. It was um, my sister when she con- tried to get my parents' attention. And this is not about blame. It's about responsibility. Mm-hmm. She then couldn't get their attention on her acting out, which was just horrible. You can imagine. And then yeah. she uh, she decided that I was her target. And so growing up, um, she, how I experienced her was in rage and she was very fearful and she took, she threatened me. And there's mm-hmm. just a myriad of things that happened to me because she was experiencing rage and took it out on me. And so right. going into t- a teenage years, what happened in childhood was it was very scary, you know, being yeah. threatened by your sibling, being bullied, being, she would, she would do typical things, disappear, run away, drinking alcohol, everything that is textbook sexual abuse, right? Mm-hmm. A survivor. So, yeah, I, and I, you know, reacted in the motherly way that my parents were just dumbfounded and sort of, I thought gave up, but they were just helpless. And um, when mm-hmm. I took the mother role in, and in that, I also learned, came to think that fear was a normal way of living. So fear as a child, can you imagine every day in fear, you know, your chemistry and your range just, that means that that's your best friend. I was isolated. I was very lonely. And I felt that adults could not help me, you know, wouldn't Mm -hmm. help me, which was not the truth, but that's a childhood perception. And so um, leading in, going into uh, teenage years and then adulthood was a mess for me because all I did was act out in fear, even though I had success with you know, college and then career. Mm-hmm. I just acted out of fear on everything. I thought that was normal. Fear was my best friend. And so acting out with fear is things like, you know, not uh, communicating in relationships, choosing the wrong people. Um, acting mm-hmm. out in fear is not believing in myself, not thinking I'm good enough. You know, I told myself a story every day that I wasn't good enough. That's a long, long time of telling myself that. Wow. So, um, and so here, then we come to, I got sick and, and then my fear of course quadrupled because, you know, I already had it. I was fearful of dying, which is very profound, but here's the thing. When I left my corporate career, I thought, hmm, I'm just going to go. I feel, you know, I feel like I have a lot of confidence. People mm-hmm. tell me I've got a lot of enthusiasm and they want, people said, you know, you got to share this. So I thought I'm going to go share it. I had no plan. Um, and by that, I started to scratch the surface on fear. And I did a little bit of that, like you mentioned in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I discovered in order to move forward with my entrepreneur world and my own life was that I had to de- dig really deep on my source of what was wrong um, with, with me, basically. And that was fear was my best friend and how deep and how far back I had to go was very important because that allows me to move forward and also empower women to do the same. So yeah. I discovered, you know, this is, um, I've, I've, what I think about life is that um, when you're ready, it happens. And when you're not, you make a lot of mistakes. 
Mm-hmm. And along the way, I had a lot of peaks and valleys because I wasn't paying attention to doing the hard work. And there's where it came at around, you know, 50-ish was, okay, Jane, like, what is really going on here? And yeah. so I've done a lot of work on, tremendous amount of work on how the stories I tell myself from the past are no longer. The fear is not, is a lie, is a fucking liar. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it really is. And so... That work has been tremendously difficult, and it's supposed to be, because this isn't, I've had a, a decades of it, right? Yeah. So those, that took a lot of, um, you know, I'm working with uh, professionals, and I'm currently in a seats to stage program, which is teaching me how to professional speak, but tell my story. And so that's where it really is digging deep. Um, no. <clears throat> One thing that I wanted to interject real quick that I wanted to mention that you mentioned in the beginning of your story is what's really fucked up is that, you know, uh, one of the worst enemies that you can have is a family member. And I heard you when you were saying I was listening to you when you were talking about your sister, right? Your sister yes. who uh, ultimately blamed you for yes. the this 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 mishap, this, you know, really bad experience that she had. Right. Uh, I mean, that can, that can warp the life of a person. And it sounds like yes. that's one of the things that he has done to you. And, yes. oh, my God, I can't fucking believe. I mean, being a father, you know, yeah. I, I could not imagine my kids living in a state of fear for the vast majority of their childhood. I mean, the, it's grounds for suicide is what that is. Yeah. You know, when yeah. You're, I, yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, you really, I mean, you just nailed it. Yeah, this is and, and uh, you know the one thing that I want to mention is is just the the one thing that I, I really appreciate about people like you is just that you're not afraid to be vulnerable and talk about these things because let's face it, they're very sentimental, right? You know, yes. they're very close to heart. I mean, yeah. you know, we all have you know as human beings, we we have undergone or uh, are currently you know going through certain challenges uh, in life, and so you know. You know, the fact that I don't even knew about, I, I've known you for two years and I don't even think that, that or known you on social, mainly on social media. And I don't think I ever knew about this. So that kind of explains why you really wanted to focus on, you know, empowerment for women, because uh, you're an advocate for, you know, some of the challenges and the obstacles that, you know, uh, children, uh, you know, girls go through. Right. Yes, absolutely, Ivan. You know, the thing is, what you're right. Fear is living in fear has had a profound footprint in my life. Now, look, now as an as an older adult, I can tell you that everything that happened was a gift, because what I what came out of that was actually I was depressed, but I also had this inner. I can't explain it. You know, I guess it's the universe, and I do believe in God. I I do mm-hmm. believe that there is a spirit inside of me that since a very young age was not going to give up despite all of that horribleness, despite all of my bad choices as a teenager and and younger adult. And so there was just something inside of me that knew that I had to keep going and showing up in grit. Now, of course I have had depression and sadness, Mm -hmm. but the, the, the greatest gift is right now. Look where I'm standing right? Like, if that yep. didn't happen, how could I possibly give back in the way that to help women and empower them to fear to to, get, to move out of their fear. So 
there there is very like you know oprah said it there's a lot of mountains mm -hmm. and down in the valleys is where it's really hard and that's those are that's what's happened i'm not the only one but yeah. those, everything that's happened is a gift and it's been a testament to you know god just saying okay well not right now this is going to go go on in your life pay attention and finally when i paid attention that's when things got clearer and so yeah. empowering women is important to me it's uh you know your story does not have to be one like mine it can be simply as you know even if you felt alone it doesn't your story is your story and it matters and so it, people compare their stories to you know oh my goodness it's not as big as so-and-so's your story is your story and how it impacted your life is important what your responsibility is to do is to pay attention to that and mm -hmm. move it to a different place where you fear you're not living in fear of it anymore there is there's one gentleman that you reminded me of his name is dan Locke, and it's someone that i yeah. follow on social media and I, I didn't know after well i didn't know who he really was i mean i know he's verified on instagram and you know uh he's just got i don't know a whole bunch of people that follow him on youtube and like i watched a bunch of his videos and one thing that he said that really remi reminds me of well you mentioned it here is, and this is a guy that has lost over $2 million before he actually yes. built businesses. And he's, ha he's come from a very dysfunctional family too. But one thing that you mentioned is that, that he talks about is that adversity is your biggest competitive advantage. And Absolutely. the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is whether this is in life or in business or entrepreneurship or whatever the fuck that, that you're doing is just that it's a test. It's a giant fucking test is what it is. So those yes. experiences, those things that have happened, most people, you know, might think, well, you know, I, 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 I shouldn't have experienced those things. You know, right. uh, there, there was no reason that, you know, you should have gone through it. There was no reason that your sister should have blamed you for that. You know, right. I mean, what did you do wrong that she, she blamed you for? You were completely yeah. innocent. But the reality of things is, like you said, you said it, there were blessings. And most yes. people won't understand that. People don't understand that because they don't understand that you will go through more adversity before you ever climb the top of a mountain. Because Absolutely. that's just a part of the journey. It is. And, you know, that's the, the thing is with being whatever you want to do in life, be it work for somebody or be an entrepreneur, um, the adversity is your biggest friend. It is truly, um, it, 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 it is very difficult and it can be very lonely and it can be, um, but if you take responsibility and step up to the plate, it will drive you through most difficult things in your business. So, you know, mm -hmm. you've got to get right what's going, what was going wrong in the past to, uh, to move to growth. It's the bottom, it's the only way to go. Otherwise you just keep on going backwards. So what, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, so you had all these childhood experiences, you all those, all this blame, all this fear, all these suicidal thoughts, probably that yeah. were just on your back for a vast majority of your childhood. And then I know that you were a corporate girl for a long period of time. I was, uh, yes, fact, <laughs> I was. I remember it was in one of your posts. Actually, let's talk about that for a second. Is okay. what did you do in the corporate world? Let's spend a couple of minutes talking about that. Okay, I in the corporate world, I worked for 
my bet my two big, biggest experiences were I worked for you know Mars Snickers Twix on a contract for two years that's you know Mars Mars bars right mm-hmm. um, sure. FM they are an incredible company that they taught me a lot about um, the corporate environment and that's where it kind of sparked that um, you know I was a national account rep and I was given a lot of opportunity they're a great company that they give people opportunities and I, mm-hmm. I learned to, you know, work with the Walmarts and the big company, the mat, you know, our the national accounts, which sure. was very amazing. I also got to work with independents, the mom and pop stores, which was also very rewarding because they became friends. And so I had great success at that. And then I, after that contract was over, I moved, I, I worked for Serta Mattress Company, which is now the... I don't know where it's moved, but it was the first or second top selling manufacturer for mattresses in North America. And mm-hmm. Serta Mattresses, um, you know, they have a, an amazing North American presence. Um, and it, I was a national account rep there too. And again, a big corporate environment, Canada, and they're two separate comp- like businesses, meaning Canada and US, they work together, but I was at the Canadian office and mm-hmm. I had a lot of, you know, I had a tremendous amount of, I had great mentors, great bosses, and I learned a lot about corporate even more so. And the, the truth being is that corporate was like pulling out teeth for me. I, it was probably once again, a part of growing me, but it was ultimately where I wasn't, didn't belong. Sure. Um, because uh, in, in my particular environment, I felt um, I was, uh, Oh, it was an all male industry, but also I just mm-hmm. was, uh, I didn't have time for the bullshit. I, yeah. um, I worked hard. I outworked everybody, meaning my, my teammates, but there was just an environment that was lazy and that really didn't, I, I couldn't, I chose not to accept that very well instead of just going, well, that doesn't matter. So that was part of the learning, the patience I had to endure, but you know, that's where that corporate career, it was very good. It was an mm-hmm. important process because what it taught me for this right now is discipline. So the corporates don't care if your cat's sick, right? They don't care. Like you show up and you work hard and right. um, you have systems in place and discipline. That's how I show up every day. That's what yep. it taught me. Well, you know, the reason I ask about the corporate experience is, is because first of all, I, well, I think I just found out recently, actually, like who you work for. Like when you mentioned, you know, some of the brands <laughs> that you work for, like yeah. I didn't know this. So it was kind of like, well, I've known Jane for two years and I had no idea yeah. what you did in the corporate world. But hey, you know, <laughs> because one of the things that I personally, you know, I try to strive for is to really get personal with the people that I have in my life, whether they're yes. the people that I know, friends or, you know, acquaintances or even customers, right? Because yes. I believe that the personable aspect is really key to building those strong bridges. And so uh, you learned a lot in the corporate world. And, and, and I know that one of the things you, you've talked about in the past is just that it just, you know, you were getting tired of the hustle and bustling, right? Because let's yeah. just face it is we get to a point to where it's like, you know, there's more to us than just a job. Yeah, you know, most exactly. people, I think, are comfortable with that. I think most, most pe- people accept that as the norm. They think that you were wired, you were born, God puts you on this planet, on this earth, so you can work a job and that's all you do for your rest of yes. your life. 
There's little Absolutely. people like that out there. And yeah. I literally, uh, actually recently I was thinking about this a little bit because I live in a neighborhood where it's mostly stay-at-home moms. I feel bad for all the husbands you know, in a way, actually, because yeah. these guys fucking work their asses off. You know, I see yeah. them come home and they're tired as fuck and, you know, they're walking around the neighborhood and like, you know, they'll wave or say something I'm like, dude, man, I'm empathetic for you. So you got tired of the whole corporate thing, right? And yeah, I let's did. talk about the turning point, like uh, your childhood, okay. the corporate world, yeah. you know, what well, was here's, that turning point? It's a great question because here's what I, here's what it, the, what you start out with the idea of why you think you do things changes. And that is just, I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs will talk about that. Here's the thing. I got very tired um, because of the health with my, my leg, with the blood clot that got damaged. It became increasingly more difficult to do my job, but also it's just feeling burnt out. But now looking back, this was just one more thing. The universe saying, okay, pay attention to, maybe your passion. And, and I don't know, like I left because mm -hmm. I was burnt out. But the truth is, is I left because I was burnt out on life. I, I'm carrying this fear sure. around since I was a kid. Thank God I left. Because um, that was why, you know, looking back, that was where it was, all, it was just this giant, giant heaviness on me that I had to get out. I mean, yes, I was tired of the corporate I wanted to pursue a different passion where I served women, but truthfully, it was the fear that was just tired of doing it. And so thank goodness for what somebody's watching out for me. I left and I left and that's when it all started to sort of unfold. It wasn't pretty. It was very difficult, but right. it's been, um, it's been worth everything to be where I'm at now. And so, yeah, burn, like I was burnt out because the corporate environment didn't, you know, it was just not for me, but I knew, you know, the funny mm -hmm. thing is, is when in doing this work, I remember saying to somebody when I was 10 ish that I wanted to be on TV because mm -hmm. I was asked what I wanted to do. And I do actually my entire life. I've always wanted to serve people in a public way and um, I can't explain it. I, it's not about being famous. It was about helping people. And so you can see why I wanted to help people because I felt nobody sure. would help me, right, as sure. a kid. So I'm, I've now turned that into a much better, a better way of helping people by helping myself, right? So if that answers the question, um, yeah, I mean, this is why I'm here now, right? It all had a purpose, Yeah. every single yeah. bit of it. Well, the reason I asked this question is, <clears throat> you know, uh, I, I think everyone has at least one turning point in their life. Uh, turning point in an essence that, you know, they have done certain things uh, uh, leading up to that turning point in life. And they're, they're really striving for something much bigger, something that's so close to heart. And one of the things that, you know, I talk about on this podcast is about entrepreneurship, right? But I think that there's a huge misconception with entrepreneurship also when it comes to, you know, most people getting into entrepreneurship because they think they're going to start a business and they're going to be the next fucking Steve Jobs. Well, I hate <laughs> to break it to you, but you're not, you know, it just right. doesn't work that way. And yeah. uh, one of the reasons why I asked the question, why I asked you the question of what was that turning point and what it was like is because I think it's a, it defines... Um, the reasoning behind what you're doing today yes. and why you, you are empowering women because uh, you're helping other women, you know, that have gone through or are going through 
the similar obstacles that you uh, uh, encountered, you know, when you were younger, you know, being an advocate for, you know, uh, women that are living in a state of fear, you know, women that might be suicidal, women who, you know, want to uh, uh, start businesses, you know, want to get into entrepreneurship. Uh, and I think that's amazing, honestly. I mean, uh, there's, there's not enough women, honestly, in the entrepreneurial community. We need more yeah. women in the entrepreneurial community. And there's so many amazing women. And this is one of the things that resonate with you is because one of the things that I strive for is, is to help not only uh, men, but also women as well, you know, take the, these ideas, these passions, you know, these things that have been boiling up for years and years and years and years and do something with it, you know? Yeah. And one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, with what well, one other misconception about entrepreneurship is just that it's all monetarily driven and it's not. No. You know, no, it's, it's not. That's not what entrepreneurship is necessarily no. uh, about. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you had the turning point. So, you know, uh, leading up to what you're doing today. So what are you focusing on these days specifically? What I'm focusing on right now is that um, uh, right now, I last year I attended an event for women called the Uncommon Woman. And at that event, I met the CFO, Marlo Ellis. And from there, I just followed her. Um, and basically, the uncommon woman is um, taking women tell their stories from strength to struggle. And uh, mm -hmm. she has a, I showed interest in a professional speaking program, where she takes women on their story from strength to struggle. It's very intense. It's, it's four months long. Mm -hmm. um, and here's the thing is, I said I was interested. And I was sitting I was sitting in that, that meeting, that, uh, pardon me, that uh, conference of women speaking and a light, I had an aha moment. I'm like, wait a second, this is what I meant to do. This, sure. is, this is what I'm really meant to do. And this is my calling. I want to be up on stage. I want to empower women. And mm -hmm. I reached out to her. I'm in the four, the, it's a four month long professional speaking program. So it's different than Ivan. People sometimes don't understand. It's different than getting up and doing a presentation on a product. Sure. This is a very, um, you know, when you see people, professional people like Lisa Nichols or Oprah or Mel Robbins, they're, they're professionally trained to tell their story. So that's what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. from that has evolved, um, a relationship with the uncommon women where uh, so I'll be public I'm going on a public speaking tour with the uncommon women that is my focus because it, you, you know too many irons in the fire mean nothing gets done and just being work doing the work on myself and then the next uh, thing that's going on right now is that the uncommon women has asked me to um, be on their executive team and so basically uh, you know organize everybody so that Marlo can do her job, the CFO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's something that um, I, I've taken on because uh, I believe that that's something else that um, is just a universe calling. So public speaking and being, a, you know, making it uh, my life is really where my focus is at right now. And of course, showing up every day on social media sure. so that I remain, you know, uh, empower women and create a community. Wow. So, okay. I think I've been like dead wrong here because from judging by your social media, at least your Facebook activity, I was under the impression that uh, you were just kind of 
striving to build uh, this personal brand around yourself, which let's face, let's face it, a lot of people are doing it, but man, like you're on a much bigger mission and um, it, it's yeah. fucking amazing. Like I'm, Thank you. I'm so happy for you. I had Thank no you. idea. I had no idea. Yeah, the fact well. that, uh, you're pursuing the public speaking also, uh, you know, it's key because I don't think there's enough people out there who truly pursue what's close at heart. And I think that you finally found something that you love doing regardless of, you know, well, how much money I'm going to make off of this, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. This is heart centered, Ivan. And, and, and yep. like yourself, it's heart centered. And mm -hmm. that's, people don't understand that the heart centeredness attracts a lot of different things, good things. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that's what it should be about. I, I think, I mean, personally, is I, I think more people need to wake the fuck up and realize that, you know, I've got more potential. I've got more in me. You know, I just need to find it. And I think a, a lot of people give up too easily. I think Absolutely. a lot of people don't let the journey play itself out. I know that when I was younger, specifically, you know, coming from a you know a eastern european kid being bullied i mean having a childhood of my own right that i think that i was misled into thinking that uh i was unworthy you know that yeah. i was incapable that was incompetent that was stupid you know that mm -hmm. i just didn't have what it what it what it took and reality of things is you know it sounds like you know uh, similar to your childhood is just that you know, when, you, when you're a child, you know, your, let's face it, your brain is not developed to right. the levels to where you can be cognizant and understanding that, you know, you are worth it. You are here for a reason. God gave you a life, you know, right. God gave you uh, a purpose. You just need to find what that purpose is. And a yeah. lot of people just don't, you know, whether you believe in God or you don't, a lot of people just, just don't you know, they don't fully pursue that journey to identify what it is that's going to give them content, what it's going yeah, to give them fulfillment. And, you know, social media is great because, you know, you get to meet all sorts of people. And I got to meet you, uh, which I'm very thankful for our relationship. You know, you've done amazing things in following uh, your journey. But, you know, it can be also very polarizing because you've got the trolls and you've got the people, the naysayers, and you've got the haters who just don't understand or don't care to understand what it is that you're doing. So let's talk a little bit. Actually, one thing that I wanted to ask you um, before, uh, closing things up is, you know, so how do you, have you faced any kind of repercussions in social media in terms of what you are doing right now, being a, being yes. a voice for women and how are you tackling that? Well, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it gets harder before it gets easier. Uh, you know, it's, uh, at, when you are sharing your truth, uh, no matter what it is. And, um, people come out of the woodwork and um you, you know it's you're allowed to feel mad sad angry uncomfortable but only for a very short period and then you need to put it to a different place because the people that when you attract the right people there's going to be more that will celebrate you than dislike you or hate you and so I have faced it ever since I've really been sharing my truth. My goodness, I live in mm -hmm. a small town, Ivan, and it's such a clusterfuck. And I'm used that word because with it, I, yeah. it's 5,000 people. And I've uh, had two people reach out to me. I did a post on it 
that yep. they thought I was a very troubled person no longer want me in their life. I've known them 20 years. Um, and, yep. Yep. That's okay. That's insane. And there, there's a lot there that's, but this is, and then I've had people online that I've never met that have said, you know, you're full of crap or one sure. person said, I wish I had a professional photographer follow me around all day and do posts, you know? <laughs> and so the whole thing is, is that yeah. it does, you're allowed to feel upset and hurt because don't, don't, don't bullshit yourself and say that didn't bother me. You're human. But how I move through it is I recognize I have a good inner circle, right? So mm -hmm. very important to, you know, you've got a few good friends, be it your, your wife, your husband, your best friend. And also, mm -hmm. you know, I would reach out to you if something bothered me. Um, but, and I also have the inner women and the uncommon women, my tribe there. And so I, I can say to them, look, this really pissed me off today. And that's a, a good place to go. And they'll be like, yeah, that, that really is stupid, you know, or whatever. And to, yep. That's what are you going to do with that? Right, Cause it's what right. you do with it. Right. Ivan, like losers right. can go wild and, 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 and spread their hate. You know, um, I'm about empowering myself to move past it. I will tell you that it takes practice. So, mm -hmm. you know, give yourself time. If you have people that say negative things, it's not about you. It's about them. That's what life is like. People, even in your family, when you know, you're yep. at family dinners, you can yep. just sit around the table and see what people are talking about to know what they say towards you. 99% of it is mm -hmm. about them. And so pause and how I get through it is it's about them, not me and move on. And, um, it, you know, so there's been lots of situations and it will, as you grow, they're going to come out of the woodwork. Right. Um, and yeah. it's yeah. just a part of people don't, aren't going to, you know, there's going to be people that aren't happy for you because they're not happy. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I wanted to mention that was really interesting that I, I too have, have, well, I didn't learn until in my early thirties, honestly, is that, when I was younger, I used to think that I was abnormal and because I didn't fit in into the social clique that um, there was something wrong with me, you know, and I needed to be more like other people because that's what everybody told me because I needed to be more mediocre like everybody fucking else because let's face it, these days, I even just saw a post on Facebook just, just before we, we hopped on. Uh, about an acquaintance of mine, just not to get off on tangent, but he said, I was sitting next to a manager who literally just ripped into an asshole, two of his employees, a manager. And like, I'm sitting here, I'm like thinking, you know what? Similar to what you were saying is that the reason I don't have a lot of friends in life is because for the exact reason that you pointed out, Jane, it's because People are fucking delusional. People will degrade you. People will yeah. stab you behind your, behind your back when you have your back turned. And the yes. reality of yeah. things is in this world, in this digital age, which I believe in, we do live in one of the best times in human history, but also in one of the worst times in human history is because, like you said, you have people who come out of the woodworks to literally purposely perpetrate others because they have nothing fucking better to do literally uh, nothing yeah, I agree. fucking better to do and it's so saddening when you mention that you know you have even lost friends that you've known for 20 years who are unwilling who are unwilling to embrace 
who you are. In fact, something else came to mind that I want to share about that is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the ability to accept the things that you cannot change. Right. And so accepting people the way they are and just saying that, you know what, I am, you know, it's, it's okay. Saying, Jane, you're okay. You are because who you, who you are and not judging you because let's face it, we are judged on everything. I've talked Absolutely. about this recently. We're judged on the way we look, the way we dress, how much money we make, the, the kind of house we live in, what kind of car we drive, how much money we have in our fucking bank accounts. Seriously. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, you know, it, the funny thing is, is uh, I, uh, it's not a funny, pardon me, with people that are, are in an unhappy space in their life, I've been there. So I, I remember that the whole point of me getting to this point now is also to be humble, but also I empathize with anybody that is in that much pain and has to go out every day and spread that. And so I am, I'm not upset. I've, I'm actually empathetic. And I hope that one day they find their way and they'll come back. And if not, it's not meant to be, right? Well, you know, that's one of the things, actually, I think I lost my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> I wanted to mention is um, to be the bigger person, sometimes you have to take the high road. And, Absolutely. you know, when I was younger, I used to I used to wonder, why are mediocre people being celebrated? Why are mm -hmm. mediocre things being celebrated? And why aren't real, genuine things, real people that are making a difference celebrated? At least it felt yeah. that way, honestly. Yeah, and then I it understand. wasn't until I got older, like you said, is this that, yes, you know, I try to be empathetic. And similar to what you mentioned, it's some, sometimes it's so hard to be empathetic towards people because especially the people who you know need the most amount of help, but they're unwilling to seek that help. Agreed. Because I, under I'm, I understand. Totally. Yeah. And they can't, yeah. they can't see differently. So I'm not, you know, I just want to delineate here. It's a little bit of a disclaimer. You know, th this isn't a, a degrading movement, but what it is is transparency into the reality of, you know, me what's mediocre and what's real and accepting people for who they are and not judging them because uh -huh. a lot of people don't, don't understand the difference, you know? They don't. And, you know, it is, you're right, it is hard to say, okay, well, you know, that person is really nasty. It, you're only human, right? Mm -hmm. We can only, you know, just do so much. I mean, I understand what you're saying. My the, my sister who was abused has not gotten help and uh, she still, you know, lashes out and has behavior. So I'm empathetic to that. And it's about setting the boundaries with whoever it is that's crossing those lines, right? But, you know, yeah. and the thing is, is like, the, the, the other side, when you, when you fix what's wrong in your life, it may not be fear. If you fix what's wrong, that's when the universe says, okay, you know, you can go after that business. You can open that storefront. Mm -hmm. you know, um, so I just encourage everybody to, you know, pay attention to that. You know, get help, go, get professional help. There's all kinds of resources. But, you know, if it hasn't worked for you for 20-some-odd years, the odds are you better try something different. It's a yeah. lot of tough fucking love. Stop blaming people for, because the people that sometimes didn't protect you or whatever or hurt you, they, they just didn't know any better. So you can't go back and fix them. All you can do is go, what is, what I did was, what, is, what can Jane take responsibility for? Yeah. And what can Jane not stop blaming everybody and move forward? So that's how you empower yourself.
to do anything in life. Well, you confront yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's you have painful. to confront yourself. And a lot of people are afraid of confrontation because it exposes vulnerabilities. And people are afraid to be vulnerable because if you're vulnerable, you're going to be judged. And that's the yeah. society that we live in, unfortunately. Yes. In fact, you know, uh, on the legal standpoint, I think that a lot of laws are actually positioned in such way, you know, to where people are, are afraid to be vulnerable because those vulnerabilities could cost them uh, their lives. You know, it Agreed. could cost them jail time. It could cost them a yes. lot of different things. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's kind of saddening because you know, I'm a proponent for ethics, also yeah. morals and values. And I also look at that. But, uh, you know, Jane, I, I, got, I, I can't thank you enough. You know, I, you. I know we could probably chat <laughs> definitely about, you know, your story and everything that you're doing, which by the way, what you're doing right now is amazing. You know, I dropped thank my you. head off to you. And I'm so, so happy that this is heart centered for you. Yeah, thank you, you so have much. Found content fulfillment you have found happiness and uh even more so having an amazing husband who is supporting you in all of this i know that's key and, yeah and, it is thank you as a fellow mother as as a fellow you know as a wife i i know that obviously is is essential to, to the mix here too yeah, it, is. So, it um, really helps in closing, I, you know, uh, tell people, you, you know, uh, how can they reach you out there? If they, women, especially, who are seeking that empowerment, that next move, they're stuck, you know, they need someone to talk to. How can they reach you? I really want people to come and visit my face, personal Facebook page mm -hmm. and, um, and get to know me. And I, it's open to the public so you can view my posts and read them. And then I think people need to decide if this is, is this is a good community and environment for them mm -hmm. because uh you know uh that's not you can really read all my posts you can see who i am what i'm about and um i think that's where a lot of my the women that i meet meet me they just come and visit my page and then we connect and build relationships and that's where you can go that's the best thing to do i'm on facebook and instagram and I'm on uh, LinkedIn, but really Facebook is where I meet, you know, a lot of the women that um, I form relationships with. So it's Excellent. Jane Stewart. Jane Stewart. Okay. Jane yeah. Stewart. Excellent. And I'll make sure to throw that in the captions also the podcast thank you. so other thank women you. can reach out uh, to you. Uh, Jane, thank you so much. I mean, I appreciate you. your time. I appreciate this conversation and uh, I look forward to see where you go from here. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and I appreciate you as well. Adversity is your biggest competitive advantage. This is something that I learned from Dan Locke someone that I've come to appreciate significantly. A lot of people frown upon other people's adversity. Fuck that shit. Look, any successful person, any millionaire, billionaire, will have some form of adversity in their story. It's essential to growth. Something that is almost inevitable and also a true test to determine if you're worthy of the journey ahead. You can do anything 
you set your mind to. Please stop allowing stupid fucking people to dictate the course of your life. You have all the opportunities as everyone else does in this world. Go out and harness those opportunities. That'll do it for episode four. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you thought by rating this podcast. If you haven't subscribed for the podcast by now, what are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit rawashit.com. A book a day and time that works for you. Remember, whatever you do in life and business, Never stop trying. I love you all, guys. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.